Hi, Kirk Life Tools. Welcome to another episode. I'm joined by my co-host Rafan here. What's up, Rafan? How's it going? Hey, Jay. I'm well. Thank you. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here, man. Ready to do this with my chai ready and locked and loaded. So let's get to it. Cheers to the chai, man. What's on the agenda today? Interesting topics, as usual, some good and bad. First topic is Hasnan's bowling action that was prompted by umpires in Australia in the Big Bash League. We'll discuss that and get our thoughts on it, and then we'll follow it by our dominance since ICC awards. And it's been good news overall, a lot of Pakistani players, men's and women's team. So let's begin, Jay. What do you think about the controversy around Hasnan's bowling action? And have you watched the video that triggered the whole response? Yeah, really interesting. What we know is that first game, first of all, Hasnan had an explosive kind of entrance to the Big Bash League and built really huge fandom right from the beginning. On his debut, he was the first in the history of the Big Bash League to uh, get three wickets on his debut. Uh, he had a really good you know, first game and ac- actually every other game too had a pretty good run in. He's been a very economical bowler in all of the T20s. And the Australian crowd has been really cheering him on, and he's got a lot of fans out there now. So he's done really well. And Hassan, uh, as we know, started here at PSL 2019 is when he made his mark uh, in Pakistan. And it's, he's been doing really well ever since, slowly but surely, trying to make his way into the national team. And uh, Bukhar Yunus himself has trained him over two years, and he's been under the close eye of our coaches. And you know, he's been a, a real candidate for the team. So he's no, you know, technically off uh, bowler. He's pretty good sound uh, bowler, but it sounds like, and it looks like sometimes that uh, his action is a bit suspect. And it, it appears that in, on certain deliveries, his action is uh, suspect. And uh, just to recap the story, uh, Henrique's the captain of the other team that they were playing uh, on that evening. You know, they were going back and forth a little bit. There was a little bit of a, you know, competition going on between the two of them. And uh, Stan was going at him and, and Henrique's was responding back and trying not to back off. And, you know, the stunt mic caught him saying to Hasnan, nice throw, mate. So, you know, I guess he's suggesting that he's throwing or chucking as opposed to bowling with a proper action and that clip kind of went viral and uh, afterwards we learned that his action was reported by the umpires and um, I paid a lot of close attention to it after the fact after this news story became a story I went around looking at the footage that was available of him bowling both in the nets and outside and um, we made a YouTube video about this too where we analyzed the action Uh, at a a deeper level and it's weird because in some pictures there does seem to be a bend in the elbow Uh, but again there's pictures and it's hard to really make a judgment based on a picture because in in earlier parts of his action sometimes it looks like the elbow is bent a little bit and he's also a muscular person and it's hard to tell whether it's the bicep that's making it look like the elbow is bent uh, but in other times, it is clean as a whistle, like it is clean as a whip, I should say, because it's a straight, flat, you know, full length arm. So it, it is confusing. And um, I know as a Pakistani, it feels like, oh, great, another controversy. Oh, great. Our bowlers are being targeted again because this has happened to us in the past. But after looking at it closely, I felt just by looking at the pictures and, the, and some of the videos that there might be something 
to look at and something to improve. Now, that doesn't mean that Hassan is not a good bowler. He's not, he's going to lose his pace or something. And just talking about his pace, he's bowled up to 155 kilometers per hour, which is about 96 miles an hour. So he's pretty fast bowler and, and, and one we need, uh, and we want to groom and make sure that he's on the right track. And if there's any technical issues that they get resolved. So my take is that fine, if this has been reported and if some people have seen an issue in some of the deliveries, let's take a closer look. He's a young bowler. He's a young talent up and coming for us. We want to improve him. We want to make him you know, give him the best opportunity to train with the best people. And if there are any small issues and niggle here and there, we should correct that. That's one thing that I think of right away. Uh, and the other thing is part of the story was made more complicated when one of the previous coaches of his or uh, another coach who had the chance to work with Hasnan had uh, mentioned in a tweet after this that He's got some technical issues. So he didn't mention the arm specifically, but he didn't mention the way his foot was landing. And um, I believe it's his left foot, the, the way it was landing a little bit, pointing out, I guess, westward, as opposed to just pointing straight in front toward the batsman. So he pointed out that problem. Now, they might not be the same, right? He's pointing out a different issue. This elbow thing is a different issue, but it also might be part of the package. So I feel if there is some technical issue, then we should definitely take this call by the umpires seriously. And um, we should examine it more closely and we should not get emotional about it. We should just give it a shot and see what we, what we can see on, on our own. The good thing is that the uh, Australian cricket board was supposed to have Hasnan go to the biomechanics lab there in Australia and get tested there. But because of PSL coming up, Pakistan did call all their players back early and Hasnan had to go back to Pakistan. And also because the quarantine rules and stuff and the time windows were, are very tight. So he had to get back to Pakistan. But luckily in Pakistan, in Lahore, we do have a biomechanics facility that is ICC approved. And that's where he's getting tested. In fact, today, Tuesday was the day when he was supposed to go and get the tests done. So we'll find out probably uh, tomorrow we'll start to hear the news again about what, if anything, the tests found or what was revealed. Maybe it'll take a few days for them to interpret the tests. But at the end of the day, it is Australian cricket board's call. Not the cricket board, but they're sending a team of bowling experts, bowling review team, who is supposed to vet all the data that comes out of the lab. And they're supposed to, in the end, have the final say in whether or not his action is legal. And uh, so it's really in their court, but the test is getting done in Pakistan. So best wishes to us, Nan. I feel like whatever happens, we should embrace it and, you know, try to just help the player out and, and make him a better bowler. I did hear about his foot placement and it could, you know, lead to a really serious injury. And it's good that we caught that early on. So while we fix his action, if there is something wrong with it, they can correct his foot placements altogether, you know, but... Uh, Looking at the action itself, man, I don't have the eye that you have. I, I did not suspect anything. So when I hear about uh, illegal action from a fast bowler, I immediately look for a bent arm. And I, I think there's more to that. It's, it's not just your bent arm. It, it's the extension of the arm after it was bent at an angle. So uh, what I understand, imagine yourself throwing a basketball into a hoop. Mm -hmm. So you extend your arm back, the upper 
portion of your arm from your elbow to your hand, bring it closer to your face. And when you throw and when you end your release, your arm is straight parallel to the ground. I think that deviation of angle is what they're measuring. So, for example, if you were throwing a ball like a T-Rex and you didn't really extend your elbow and just dropped it down without moving it, that's apparently a legal action. So it's not how bent your arm is, it's how much it moves. And I think they allow 15 degrees of deviation because naturally every bowler has some type of extension. So it's very confusing. So it's really an anomaly by all definitions, right? It's a regularity for Pakistan, for his career, you know, his course of action of bowling, and uh, literally uh, angular deviation. So I always get confused what they look for. But again, like you said, uh, we shouldn't be upset about it. It's good that we caught it early on, unlike uh, Saeed Ajmal, who had been bowling for a few years and was a great bowler for us. Before that, they didn't have the biomechanical facilities, so you didn't see a lot of a lot of our other bowlers going through it. And I've I've been seeing the bent arm with spinners very often. Murli Duran is is one of the players, but I think he had some medical issue and his arm actually didn't extend, so it remained bent at the release of the ball. So it's all very confusing. But uh, best wishes, and hope he comes out uh, with a clear action, and there's no deviation at all. I hope so. You know, I, I have the ICC playbook up right now in front of me. And here's what it says in that fair delivery clause in 21.2. And I quote, it says an illegal bowling action is... Def- wait, wait, let me write this down. <laughs> My man. 20, 21.2. You, you should memorize it. Uh, <laughs> 21.2. I thought it was 21.2. It's 20, actually, okay, it's 21.2 and 21.3. So there's a couple of them. Uh, but Cricket says, Cricket Man says, an illegal bowling action is defined as a bowling action where a bowler's elbow extension. It's an elbow extension specifically according to the rules that exceeds 15 degrees. So the bent, the elbow extension bent, the your forearm to bicep bend, that is how I interpret it. That bend can be up to 15 degrees and it cannot exceed the 15 degrees measure from the point at which the bowling arm reaches the horizontal until the point at which the ball is released end quote of that so i know it's been muddled lately because of this weird intricacies of the human body and different people having these unique circumstances like you mentioned mataya merlider and then uh, also shoy bakhtar our own and say Ajmal. but shoy bakhtar had this hyperextension um situation where the arm the elbow went you know his his uh yeah, he was double jointed. It his extended yeah, exactly. outwards. So, so his that's, forearm that's okay. went back the other way. Yeah. So he, actually, the the clause here says that hyperextensions are discounted. So that is taken care of. Uh, but the fifteen degrees, you know, if, if I feel like if a batter there and they're able to see some kind of a bend, you know, then th- there's something to it. It's either the way the person is running in and the way they're turning their their back. Sometimes that can create this kind of a facade that you might think the arm is coming out from a certain direction or bent. So the batter can be wrong in this, um, which is why it's important to really have a, have a look at it through the biomechanic technology, whatever we have available. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I think my other concerns really were around how the situation was handled because 21.3 in that clause, it says what the umpire is supposed to do when such an instant occurs during the game and um, 
they're supposed to give a warning to the bowler, which we don't have any record of. And if after that, this happens again, a suspect action happens again during the game, they're supposed to tell the captain and suspend the bowler right there. They can't bowl anymore. So none of these two things happened. And at the end of the game, then they're supposed to fill out and complete a full report to submit to the ICC to get to formally report the action. So none of these things happened. And we went straight to this statement by the batter. So that's my real concern. Like, are we going to put every bowler through all of this biomechanic testing because one batter said, hey, nice throw? You know, that, that to me is problematic. Like that gives too much power to the batsman to just, they get mad or they're, they're having a bad outing. They're pissed off at the bowler and they could just make an allegation that, oh, that was a throw. And now the umpire has to file a report just because the batter said it. So I don't know if the umpires did all of their homework before submitting this as a suspect action report. I don't know if they followed all their steps. I didn't watch the whole, go ahead. Did you say the batsman is or umpire is supposed to report it to the captain? It has to stop there and then yeah. during the match. Is that yeah, that's the, what it says well, That doesn't make any sense, man. That is insanity. I mean, it could be a final of World Cup with Shoei Bakhtar balling and getting wickets, and they can just anybody can make this up just to delay the match and get rid of the bowler. That's definitely got to yeah. But here's what it says: It said if either future. umpire considers that in that innings a further delivery by the same bowler is thrown, so like another no ball. Or, or including an underarm kind of ball, he shall call and signal a no ball when the ball is dead from the other end of the umpire to call. And then the bowler end of the umpire will direct captain of the fielding side to suspend the bowler immediately from bowling. So if it happens a second time, they have to report it to the captain and this bowler who did it again should immediately be suspended from bowling. And that over shall, if applicable, be completed by a different bowler who shall neither have bowled the previous over or part thereof, nor be bowled to bowl any part of the next over. So, again, that bowler is then for the rest of the game is not supposed to bowl again. So that is the technical rule, as it states here. Right. Very confusing. And what happens when you go into the biomechanical facility? You could Are you tested again or are, is your action tested against the footage that was previously called upon because you can always go and keep your arm as straight as possible during the testing, you know, it, unless it's a natural or medical disability. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I don't care about the clauses, man. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> those, those I'm going to send you a just, copy uh, of the ICC playbook. You have to memorize these. And you know, the funny thing it. is you had said once that we should really look at this ICC handbook more often and bring out these rules. And I think that's a good idea. And that's what made me go back to it. Cause I was like, you know what? This is one of those situations where the rules not always clear. And a lot of this stuff happens behind the closed doors of, of a lab or whatever. And we don't really see the report that the empire wrote. That's all confidential. So we're left with whatever the ICC says in their playbook. And this is what they say. So hopefully if they're going by this, like you said, all goes well. And Hasnan comes out of this, a better bowler, a more confident bowler. Amen. Moving forward, Jay, with uh, ICC awards. First of all, let me ask you this. I didn't know this. Did you know that Pakistan has never no. won an ICC? 
you know, cricketer of the year or batsman of the year or T20 batsman of the year. I, I did not know that. I did not have that knowledge. I mean, all the great talent that we produce over the years, uh, collectively, Imran Khan, Abdul Qadir, Yunus Khan, <laughs> Muhammad Yusuf, and Zamam, Wakar, Wasim, man, and none of them ever made it. That's just insane to me. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time we won these and not just one one of them all three of them and in style and the women's cricket as well this is great man yeah. and we sound like a broken record again it's shaheen Babur, and rizwan being talked about there's um, murals of them new wallpapers icc uh, espn cricket for sharing and pakistani flags everywhere and i'm not used to seeing that but delighted yeah it's to a see great feeling happen. and uh, to your earlier point i don't know when these awards actually started so you know, that's something to look into. You know, you mentioned all these other legends that they didn't get uh, these awards before. That's surprising. I agree that somebody like Imran Khan or Javed Miyadad would not have gotten it. But probably the awards didn't start back then. The awards is kind of a trendy thing. I feel like they started after, you know, all these movie awards became so big. So I'm wondering. That's a good point. It yeah. just started way later. Speaking of all the greats that we produce, there's, uh, you know, we have the ICC ODI test ranking and T20, right, that we look at often to see where we land. Yeah. There's also a ICC all-time ranking. And in ODIs, mm. uh, you know, you have the greats, Tandolkar, you have Viv Richards, you would think they're two, number one or two. So number one is Viv Richards, but a fun fact that Zahira Abbas is number two in the ODI rankings mm -hmm. of all time, <laughs> believe it or not. That's and incredible. Tendulkar is, I think, number 13 or 14. I don't know what the criteria is, but that's good to see that we're also there in the top all-time ranking. In yeah, ODI Pakistan has a lot to celebrate. I think this is really good news. I mean, I feel like there have been... So what do we got so far? This was like the third player recognition event that took place right we had the pcb awards 2021 then we had the the other awards that took place for the best players the highest performing players of 2021 which the pcb also did so that's two right there and then this more global event which is the icc awards 2021 we had we claimed four awards there that you mentioned i think the impressive one is also the emerging cricketer of the year the women's team player called uh Sana. That's interesting. I'm really excited because, you know, in March we have the Women's World Cup and they also just announced the captain and the vice captain for the women's team for the World Cup in March. And it, the captain is going to be Bisma Maruf. The vice captain is going to be one of our favorites, uh, Nida Dar. Good pair of leadership. They're both very strong. Uh, Bisma Maruf has a lot of experience also. She's led the team in the World Cup before as well. This is not her first time. So hopefully this experience uh, comes into play and, and the team does well. We're really looking forward to that. Yeah, and uh, we talked about the PCB awards and the other event where they gave out checks uh, to each player. But this is global. This is mother of all awards, right? So yeah. cricket, the sport itself, all the top players who were nominated from across the nations, Pakistan comes on top. And for all men's batting the top three awards and the cricket of the year so this is this is really big news something we haven't seen in you know our something lifetime, else so. about Babar Azam just want to make a point about Babar Azam you know Babar Azam was the ODI cricketer of the year but also the captain of the ICC ODI team that they picked and the that's, fantasy that's team. right and yeah. the same thing for the T20 he was in the T20 team of the year 
but also the captain of the team of the year. So not only has he won some awards, he's also the best possible leader in T20 and ODI, according to ICC. So that's quite a statement, man. You have uh, all of the captains to choose from. And Bobber's picked over the likes of Rat Kohli. And, you know, Kohli's had a, a rough patch this year. has been not good. And 2022 has been worse so far. <laughs> uh, but good luck to Kohli. Kohli has played six ODIs since January 2021. And he scored 450s. Uh. So Kohli is not doing good if you compare him with Kohli's stats. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good performance if you really look back yeah. at it. 450s out of six matches. It's uh, We're just not used to not having centuries two or three times each year. And that hasn't happened in three years. So, yeah, well, hopefully he turns it around because we need competition. We can't have Bobber doing it all <laughs> Yeah, but himself, there's right? also time, right? I think the, the baton is being passed. Indian Craig right now is going through a lot of their own issues. Uh, so we'll leave that others to talk about. But what the point I was trying to make is that Bobber has, you know, been recognized as a leader, as a top leader as well, not just a top batter. And I think that's something that's, that's very interesting. Important. I think that's all we have for think We should close it down and uh, hope all the Cricolectuals uh, tune in and log into our next episode as well. Uh, check us out at Cricolectuals.com, Instagram page, Facebook page. And until next time, uh, have a good day and peace. Peace.